Welcome to another episode of the Owner's Box. I am Andy Haynes and I'm joined by the chairman, the chairman of the board. I don't, I don't know. Are you a chairman? You are a chairman, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm one of the two. Okay. The, one of the chairmen. It's official. Yeah. Crawley Town, you, Crawley Town Football Club. Uh, Preston Johnson. How are you, Preston Johnson? I am good. How have you been? I feel like we haven't talked because, I don't know, you did a <laughs> episode with someone else with Matthew we skipped yeah. a week as well and now it's like Christmas is this weekend we're like we got to do something at least catch up a little bit so it's good to see you yeah it's good to see you I'm uh I'm back in New York I've been back here for two weeks and uh I kind of miss I kind of miss Crawley a little bit I feel like mm. uh I feel like I I know what I'm doing in Crawley and, and I come <laughs> and not not so much in New York anymore huh well people are definitely nicer in Crawley than they are in New York um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been kind of a, also just like quiet with having the Tranmere game, uh, canceled due to weather. Um, obviously we're going to play boxing day. How, how, how have you been? I, the thing about it is that every time I see anybody in Crawley, they ask me how you're doing. So how have you been? You know what? I actually found out, you want to give you, let me just give like the one minute on this real quick. Yes. Yeah, Let's get yeah. out of the way. Um, I found out after my first appearance or excuse me, uh, procedure when they did a scan again, that there was actually cancer in three other spots. And oh, wow. I found out today that after more procedures that those are completely cancer free now. So I'm officially like, as of a few hours ago in the clear, which is exciting. And what we all That's expected exciting. because we caught it, we caught it early, but like, it was like a little bit annoying that I had to like sweat three more things then anyway but we're That's good terrifying. so like people can honestly don't have to ask you anymore because i think um, i'll be good to go and i think the plan is i'll be uh, back out there in february yeah you didn't uh you didn't tell me this which is probably good because i would have i would have been a real baby about it um <laughs> but that's so good i'm so glad to hear that it's uh all, all of us were obviously scared and glad to hear you're doing better um in the clear possibly can so you look great uh, man yeah, you gotta pretty soon it. you're gonna be just jogging down the beach in orange county <laughs> i've done that a few times it is nice it's like today it was like 65 degrees here it was fantastic i think it was i think it was 45 degrees here which is i all of our english listeners won't know which is like i think i think 65 would be what is it it's, like 10 or 11 it would be 12 yeah 12 no, no, actually, it would be, I don't know. I'm not going to do math. That's not entertaining. So um, we obviously By the way, a- by the way, I don't know. You probably didn't see this, but you made uh, our good friend, Coach Beth's 2022 wrap-up video today. It was posted. You were interviewing her at the Sideman Charity event, so I wanted to commend you on making a video of one of the foundation oh, coaches. Wow year so you're a little famous but by the way i think you kind of kick-started her into stardom i'm not sure if you've heard but there are rumors that she is now being asked for autographs all the time when she's hosting and doing games for the foundation and it's kind of gotten to her head a little bit and i Whoa. think it started with you interviewing her at the sideman charity match and so i just need to give you a bunch of credit for that too because apparently now she thinks she's like the red carpet yeah, I mean, I have noticed a, a change in attitude. She's definitely, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit more kind of um, kickback when I'm just like, you know, a little, 
it's a little icier now when I yeah. say hi to her because she's kind of, you know, she's, she's, a she's too cool for you now, even though you were the one that jump started it all. And I just need to make sure you get the credit for it. Kids these days. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, um, I, by the way, we're like, way off at seven degrees Celsius is 45. So we weren't even close. Oh, I was trying to guess 65. Anyways, oh, it doesn't well, matter. Now it's closer. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I did want to, um, it's funny with the sidemen game because I feel like if I was 22, that would have catapulted me into football stardom, you know, the football media landscape. And because I'm 40 and, you know, went, I went the other way and American yeah, 40 American like things like uphill skiing and podcasts about the presidents, you know, all these things are not helping me with the swag benefits of have have we talked about yet how you actually were like a junior ski, like ranked worldwide? Have you mentioned that on this podcast yet? Does anyone know that about you? <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean, I was 37th in the nation for one day. For one day, I was 37th in the nation. So that was because I- What didn't... happened on that one day? I don't even, I didn't know it was for one day. This is news to me. I know it's not as exciting. I was I went to a competition. <laughs> Everyone's been ranked thirty seventh for a day. I know, I know. It's not that special. <laughs> we should move uh, on. Yeah, yeah. No, I went to the. Uh, so I was like a free skier, which means like you know you you jump off cliffs and you ski down steep stuff, and you know it's like big mountain. Um, and uh, I competed one day, and that was my ranking. And I think only the top twenty five went on to the next round. So, oh, that's it. Oh, that's yeah. annoying. Okay. But I mean, that was your I, shot. I don't think I've ever said this on the pod. I don't think I've talked about my skiing background very much. Um, you got hurt that day, right? I didn't get hurt that day. I got hurt another day. I blew out my knee when I was 18. Um, I also went off a jump naked and I crashed that, that same summer, which was, that was, it was a naked jump. I did not know that part. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I, we're getting to the bottom of some of this, but, um, I was I was trying to pursue a career in skiing right when I graduated from high school. I, I moved to Lake Tahoe to pursue a career in skiing. Um, had no discipline, no coaching. Wasn't really probably that good when you when you looked at who was competing at that point. And I went I went down there and all my friends like went to dorms in college and they would like tell me that they were having like orgies. And then I <laughs> would be like, I live. 10 miles into the woods and I, I saw one woman today at the grocery store. Um, <clears throat> while uphill skiing. Yeah. Yeah. While uphill skiing. But I was, I was kind of flirting with that idea that I would be a professional skier. And then I went off, I went to build this jump with these kids over a, a highway. We were going to jump over a, a single lane road. It's called a road gap. And, mm -hmm. uh, we're lining up to take our first jump. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do? And they're all like, I'm going to try a backflip. Another guy's like, I'm going to try a misty flip. And my whole time I was like, I just want to make it over the road. And I kind of realized that I was done for at that point. I kind of realized that was the end of my skiing career. If, if that's what I was going up against right there. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm afraid to fly. Noticed it. So <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about things. Let's talk about all things crawly. What, um, what have you been up to crawly wise? I mean, it's been sort of slow for a few reasons. One, the weather was just insane over there, freezing for like 
eight or nine days straight, couldn't practice or train. Obviously, we had the Tranmere game get canceled, probably should have canceled or postponed, excuse me, the uh, Hartlepool game. We had multiple players sick that game as well. The sickness is spread throughout the club, uh, which is why we played this friendly against West Ham yesterday to try to just get back into some sort of shape and, and get fit for uh, Monday's Boxing Day game against Sutton United. So uh, the actual friendly went pretty well. I, I got an update afterwards from Chris and uh, some of the others. And ultimately, it's just been um, resting and getting guys healthy. And by healthy, I mean not only the injuries, but like literally there were just so many guys getting sick. I uh, was spreading around. So um, that's been the the gist of it. Hasn't been much else. And just trying to now prepare and get everyone ready the holiday coming up for the Boxing Day match. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Hartley Pool game, about what you think happened? I mean, obviously we had some illness and some injuries, and it was also probably the coldest game that they'll play all year. But is there anything tactical or beyond kind of just those circumstances that you think led to the poor result? Let's see. I would... Like we had five players out with uh, sickness. We had one more out with an injury. It's easy to blame that. But when we're at home against the team that's bottom of the table, we should be getting a result anyway. It's just like mm-hmm. there should be excuses. And it was tied, right? It was nil-nil and whatever, the 70th-ish minute. And um, we just weren't aggressive enough. I think in when Ashley, this is the other part about why we should have canceled and why you don't play on pitches that aren't in pristine shape, especially with the weather and the iciness. Joel Lynch and Ashley both got injured within, was it 12 to 15 minutes of the game and had to get pulled. And Ashley's obviously a big part of our attack and our game plan, which he creates a ton of space playing over the top and makes defenses have to stretch. Uh, Without him, we looked like we just were pretty lost on what to do. So that was really unfortunate. And, you know, both him and Joel um, are out uh, for at least the Sutton game. Um, So just to be clear without knowing exact details of the injuries and i know there's some testing that's going to be happening um, with them as well as another player this right after the holiday uh that playing that game that's why i referenced we probably should have just canceled it one because the weather was bad the pitch wasn't 100 percent. we had five guys sick we had another guy already out but ultimately it's like now we have two guys that are out indefinitely mm-hmm. that were you know starters in that game because of us trying to force play a game against an inferior opponent at home um we should have just waited and uh, we didn't. So that's like kind of a, on me and, you know, the the club in a sense. It's not the player's fault. They went out and tried their best. Uh, it's on us for probably just not making the optimal decision. And I know there is some sort of ruling and EFL stuff involved. But I think um, if our side and the groundsman and everyone had said, hey, look, the pitch is not fit enough or in, sh- in a good enough shape for the players to play safely, um, then we would have been able to get it canceled. So I regret that personally. And that's at least, you know, a point, three points we probably could have had back if we were rescheduling and playing Hartley pool in a month or two. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I didn't know any of those details because I was in London that night and I was planning on watching the game on iFollow and, um, my phone was taken out of my hand right at kickoff. Oh my gosh. Much. I forgot about that. How did that resolve? Tell the story. I was walking down uh, a pretty busy street right over by London Bridge going to a show, um, and I was watching the World Were Cup. Were you athlete. performing? I was, yeah. That's why I wasn't at the stadium. Um, I had a Got big it. show that night, and um, <clears throat> I was walking to the show and watching the World Cup in my hand, 
and mm. um, I just that was, was watching, and then all of a sudden a bike came by, and it was it was seamless. The phone was just gone. It was there was no resistance. It was just phone gone. <laughs> but I had my AirPods in, so I could hear the game still. I was hearing the World Cup, and then it was going farther away. And I was so stunned by it happening. It was just so seamless that I didn't chase him. I didn't yell. I just looked at him. I just watched him right away. And eventually the um, the sound cut out. And that was, I was kind of like, oh, this is bad. Lonely. And then I, yeah. I rushed to get some Wi-Fi. Luckily, I had my laptop because my phone was open, which meant that because I was watching the World Cup, so my phone was open to everything. So I had to go and immediately like get on uh, the computer and um, shut down um, the whole phone and tell our yeah. administrators that the phone was vulnerable. We were logging you out of everything you were connected to, like Twitter and Discord. And it was Instagram terrifying. And everything we could, yeah. Um, but luckily... You, you got a phone eventually, like you kind of worked out i'm guessing you're you're alive well, well that was friday and i flew home on monday so i like carried around my laptop and yeah. texted people from my laptop when i needed to figure out how to coordinate with someone um but it was i guess it happens a lot it was pretty interesting um it happens a lot yeah apparently that's a thing in london is I, i've never really heard about Just that happening in the states but don't apparently like walk with your phone out okay yeah, apparently you're not supposed to kind of hold your phone away from you in a place where somebody can run up and snatch it. So luckily there was no violence. Um, nothing, you know, I didn't get slashed. Could always, could always be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the World Cup, did you did you enjoy the World Cup? Did you take the time to enjoy the uh, the world's game? I did. Uh, it was unfortunate. Obviously, I'd root for USA if they were making a run. They weren't. But Portugal mm -hmm. and England had a pretty good opportunity, especially with Morocco in the path. And it was frustrating because um, Morocco beat Portugal. And then right after that, you have England, who I think won the XG battle against uh, France, like 2.44 to 0.87. Like, they totally outplayed France. Yeah. Couldn't advance. So that was – I felt bad, obviously, for everyone over there. But also, it was like the last of my, like, three teams I could at least pretend to root for. Mm -hmm. um, although I've said before, like if it came down to it, uh, I would choose Portugal out of any country to win a World Cup or Euro Cup because I it's like my first connection with football was there. And I know how much it means to the people there and how much those people mean to me because I spent a few years of my life there that like that was who like my number one rooting interest was. So um, after them, it was England. And I just I don't know. I feel bad. I, they should have beat France. Um, so that's that was frustrating, but then getting to watch the brilliance of Argentina and France play in the final and Mbappe and Messi doing yeah. everything like you can't beat that, you can't complain. So I was actually kind of glad in the end it worked out that way because we all got to witness greatness and um, it was a blast just following along. Yeah, it was a, I I think arguably the best World Cup final of my lifetime for sure. I mean, I I remember watching was it two thousand six. Yeah, it was 2006. I watched it when Zidane headbutted uh, Tony, is who I think he, he headbutted. Anyways, that was, you know, really exciting and dramatic. But the quality of football and the back and forth of scoring and equalizing was um, just, you know, it was. And, and also just the story. I mean, like when it comes down to it, 
I think everybody kind of wants, even patriotism aside, everybody kind of wanted Leo Messi to end his career with this World Cup. And he did it, you know, just otherworldly. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for, I, I was really, really enjoying being in England though when they were winning. Dude, this is what's frustrating about the game in general and one game scenarios. Like you have the XG, whatever, you believe in XG or not, doesn't matter. I mean, even just the eye test, England outplayed them. But in a one game event, like anything can happen, right? It's just random. Same with this why Morocco beat Spain. It's, you know, so um, what's interesting is, and I was talking to some people over there about this when in the group stage, I mean, England, I think, ended up with the best goal differential are tied for the best of any of the group stage teams they just looked like like just me watching games i i genuinely thought england was better than anybody had really considered entering the tournament or at least yeah. they were giving them credit for and i mean so i was telling people i was like i was like they might actually be good watch out this is before the group stage is winding down and then sure enough they like really looked it and they really did against france too it just didn't fall their way so i think they would have had a legitimate shot obviously like anyone can beat anyone on any given day so of course they could have made a run and beat messi and argentina in the final i mean france almost mm -hmm. did anyways so i it's yeah that's the one thing that bugs me is i think england deserved a, a better shot and they were just playing it yeah, as well as anybody in the whole tournament i thought yeah i mean it really it's like the best penalty kick taker in england and possibly the world missed a I penalty know. It would such a I, <laughs> I, I said, oh, he's saving it for the Champions League. That must, like, that, that has to be it, right? <laughs> That's the only explanation. I mean, I felt so bad because he just, yeah, he just missed it by, it wasn't even close. And it's like, everyone's talking about how he's the best. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's like that thing you're saying where it just can, it can be one thing that can mm -hmm. just nix what was uh, an incredible World Cup. I mean, they looked so good. The USA game was kind of unremarkable, but the Wales, Iran, Senegal, amazing games. Um, well, World Cup's over. Um, Hartley Pool's behind us. It's thawed out. Um, we have a few days. This is going to come out Friday. We will celebrate our holidays. And then Monday, Boxing Day, we will be taking on Sutton United, a little mini derby at Broadfield, at the Broadfield. Um, do you have anything? I mean, I know that... Uh, they play, I, from what I've heard, they play a similar kind of um, passing game. Um, they play on the ground are football. You, are you thinking of Swindon? Or are you actually sure that Sutton plays that style? That's what somebody told me. But, you know, okay. that's, I think half the time somebody tells me that a League Two team plays a certain way and then it looks the same to me on the field. So... <laughs> um, For what it's worth, like, they're... Uh... Their non-penalty XG um, difference is, I think, eighth best in the league. Uh, where are they actually at on the table? Do you know off the top of your head? No, it's not much right. higher, though. They're right in line, I think, right? Yeah. I think they might be 16th. They're not much above us. You were right. That. They're 16th. So I would, based on some of the like XG data, they've underachieved they're better than 16th on the table in theory mm -hmm. so that's one just like main point that i remembered from digging in a little bit earlier um where they struggle though is defensively which we could probably use all the help in the world on that front so i'm hoping we can take advantage um we're just not healthy still 100 percent. obviously with ashley out and joel i believe um there's a few others that'll be missing currently based on uh 
the the situation with health and by health this time i mean injuries and fitness so uh we kind of just kind of make do with what we're doing but we're at home and it's boxing day after the holiday like we gotta just kind of revamp and get back on um back on track but for what it's worth goal differential they're minus nine on the air we're minus 10 so we're similar in that regard uh but interesting i there was one other thing i had a note on from earlier um which is like the set piece uh goal differential and stuff like that i like it but they're like top five in set pieces which is something we typically have struggled against as far as um defensively I mean, offense is an attack as well, but set pieces on both fronts, we've struggled, but they are, um, you know, top, whatever, five in the league um, in their set piece stuff. So that's something we just need to be on the lookout for and at least prepared for. And I know we've been actually spending extra time um, intentionally on set pieces and throw-ins as well uh, this week, um, both in film and on the pitch. Yeah, I know we... um... As I was departing, it was the first day for our new goalie coach, keeper coach. And um, I'm sure that that will, you know, come in handy in these moments. Uh, obviously, we kind of have a stacked bench as far as keepers go. A lot of talent with um, Ellery and um, why am I with Corey. Corey and uh, I'm forgetting our third, but um, Robson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking at their, it looks like their top scorer is Will Randall, and it looks like their top assist man is Craig Eastman, both midfielders. So um, interesting because that's, you know, um, it feels like when they play from the middle like that, it's harder to defend because it's kind of, um, it's. Yeah, that's fair. They're sending people forward to stretch us, pulling us back, and then creating those opportunities out of the middle. Um I do want to say this uh, on Boxing Day, uh, Crawley Town and Wagme have partnered with um, Shelter for their no home kit activation. Um, what it is is our team will wear their away jerseys at home to amplify attention towards homelessness around the UK and world. Um, over 200 teams around the FA are going to be doing it. Um, so if you are confused as to why they have their away kits on at home, that is why. And uh, if you look around the stadium and in the program, there will be an opportunity to scan a QR code and donate. Um, we're asking people if they have it. We know that it's tough times. We know that budgets are tight, especially in the UK with um, just the economy. So, But if you do have a spare pound, uh, it'll go towards a good cause. And um, we, would, we would like to see you there regardless. And if you have an away shirt too, we encourage you to wear that too, even if it's an older version of the jersey. Yeah, any of them. Um, but uh, having said that, um, did you did you get? Uh, do you have a, a Christmas wish? Is there something that you're dying Ooh. to get for Christmas? Get no, I'm. You're I'm taking blessed care of. Enough, I'm blessed enough in this life. I don't. I don't. Um, yeah, I. Hmm. You kind of got your. You kind of got your wish. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not. I'm not kidding. I uh, I went and got sushi to celebrate too for lunch. Like I was just like, this is, I'm feeling good. Um, actually, I'm really excited for for Christmas Eve. So growing up, um, do you have like a favorite Christmas story? Or like we always read the or Pol like we read the Polar Express when Polar I was a Express. kid. Christmas Eve. So growing up, nearly every year, my parents would take us. I'm the oldest of four. They would take us to see a Christmas Carol. Oh, cool. uh, like it was like a play it was like this really intimate small theater um in burbank and 
we haven't gone for a few years because of COVID. They shut down the theater, but they just reopened one down here in Orange County. Um, I think it's in Laguna Beach. And so we're going Saturday to see this play that we grew up on watching like every year. And Christmas Carol is like by far my favorite Christmas story too. So I'm actually really excited for that. My sisters are in town, my brother, my parents. So it should be a good time. Is that uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. That's, I, I do like that story. Um, it's a classic. Well, um, I just want to see, uh, I just want to see my Christmas wish is to see, uh, all of our boys, all of the lads healthy and to see a good turnout, uh, performance on Monday and all games going forward. And then I'd like, you know, world peace and uh reverse <laughs> of climate change, things like that. But, um, let's focus on Crawley, you know, what we can change for now. Um, I miss you, man. Uh, it was really good to catch up with you. I uh, can't wait to see you in Crawley in a couple months. Yes, February. We'll be there. And uh, I think that's it, man. Happy holidays. We'll be in touch. Happy holidays. Well. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you after the holiday. Oh!